0: wife ruth what she'd like for her birthday right john yeah okay thank you it works well okay and so ruth here's what she said she says, you know what i would love to be eight again yeah and so john on the morning of her birthday uh, He's a guy, right? He rises early in the morning there. He fixes Ruth this big old bowl of Cocoa Pops and he takes her off to the local theme park, probably Circus Circus or something. And it was what a day. It was awesome. And, and he put her on every ride in the park there. It was the death ride and the, the wall of fear, the screaming monster roller coaster, everything there was there. And then five hours later, she staggered out of that theme park and her, her head was reeling, her stomach was upside down. But right away, John took Ruth to McDonald's, that fine Scottish eating establishment, McDonald's, McDonald's, right? And, and and her loving husband, John, ordered her a Happy Meal, right, and, and, and extra fries and a refreshing chocolate shake. And then it was off to the movies to see the latest Star Wars epic, get a hot dog and a popcorn and all the Coke that Ruth could want, including M&M's, that's right. And it was a fabulous adventure, it was awesome, and so finally, Ruth Home and John collapsed and she with John there and she collapsed onto her bed. She was totally exhausted and John leans over to his precious wife with a big loving smile and says, well, dear, what was it like to be eight again? And Ruth's eyes slowly opened and she moaned, I meant my dress size. <laughs> and yes, Bill, there is a moral to the story and it goes like this. Even when a man is listening, he's still gonna get it wrong. Okay, and all the men said, preach it preacher that's right but uh (laughs) seriously how many guys can identify with john's disappointment there you know what i'm saying after all that work i mean sometimes you really do try really really hard to listen but you still get it wrong in the end don't you okay and folks believe it or not that is actually going to happen one day to the whole planet the bible is clear and the reason why is because they're doing the exact same thing okay they say oh yeah we're listening to god it's been recorded for two thousand years we're listening to his warnings over and over again about this seven year tribulation you don't want to go there but they're not and so the Bible's very clear folks they are going in for a horrible ride themselves minus the m m's and it's going to happen at the rapture of the church okay and folks we've been seeing that's a horrible time it's an outpouring of god's wrath on a wicked and rebellious planet you don't want to be there folks okay and, and the Bible's clear jesus said it's going to be the worst time in the history of mankind and, and that unless god did shorten that time frame the entire human race will be destroyed okay but praise god god's not just a god of wrath he is going to put it to the evil and suffering that's a good thing But praise God he's a God of love and this is what I truly believe he is doing oftentimes with Bible prophecy Not only demonstrating that the Bible really did come from God because only God can predict the future But it's also a comfort for you and I he's given us so many warning signs to let us know when it's close The seven-year tribulation and therefore at the end the second coming of Jesus Christ Therefore in order to keep you and I here at sunrise from experiencing the ultimate bad day of being left behind Even worse than apparently John helping you become eight again okay we're going to continue our study that's right the final countdown okay and so far we've already seen the number 10 sign on the final countdown was jewish people that's right number nine was modern technology number eight was worldwide upheaval number seven was the rise of falsehood number six was the rise of wickedness number five the rise of apostasy and the last five times we saw the number four sign was the rise of a one world religion and the Bibles we've been seeing was very clear that once you see all the world's religions on the planet coming together as one, which is happening right now today all over the world, just like the Bible says, uh, you better get motivated. And it's happening as we've been seeing thanks to the lies of interfaithism, the lie of ecumenicalism, and the last couple times the rise of a global persecution of God's people. Hey folks scary news but the Bible's very clear about it in the last days the bible says that people are actually going to not just dislike you not just hate you they're actually going to want to kill you just for being a follower of jesus christ okay it's coming jesus warned us about it in the scripture we've already seen that time folks is now we've already seen it because the lies of propaganda the examples of persecution the plans already in place and we actually saw last week if you're here the implementation of it has already begun the bible specifically tells us that they're going to be annihilated during the seven year tribulation with the act of beheading and wonder of wonders that's making a comeback on the planet okay but that's not all the fifth way we know that we are headed for this global persecution of God's people just like the Bible said in the last days is the excuse is already here the excuse is already here now paying attention to that flag because that's what the first half of the study is about folks the ultimate excuse is here and I'm telling you that excuse is from the homosexual movement in America okay and we're going to deal with that today open your bibles to romans chapter 1 god tells us folks once you get to this stage you're in the last stages of destruction as a country as a nation as a society okay and you better turn around uh before it's too late let's take a look romans chapter 1 is our text here romans chapter 1 verses 18 is where we're going to start now if you notice there in verses 18 through 32 that you're going to see that the the heading there is god's wrath okay how many guys would say that's not a good thing To be under God's wrath, okay, and this is why he tells us why is this wrath coming and the context is the Roman society And again as we read through this large text here think of the United States of America Think of our country the last several decades And I think we're clearly going to see that we are following unfortunately the same deadly Path as the Roman society, but let's take a look verse 18 says this the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Why? Well, since what may be known about God is plain to them. Because God's made a plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood from what has been made, his creation, so that men are without what? Excuse. You got no excuse for not knowing that God exists. Let's continue on. For although they knew God, okay, they know he's, he's there, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. Their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened and although they claimed to be wise, you know, science today, evolution, they became actually what? Fools, okay? And exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. Therefore, God says, fine, you still don't want nothing to do with me? He gave them over to what? In sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and they worshiped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen. But because of this, you still didn't want to turn around. You started going down that route. Now what's going to happen? Now God gives them over to what? Stage two, shameful lust. And notice what they were. Even their woman exchanged natural relations for unnatural ones. And in the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed indecent acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their perversion. But you still didn't want to turn around. You did that. So now what happens? Furthermore, since they didn't think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, now he goes to stage three. God gives them over to a depraved what? Mine. now it gets really dark to do what ought not to be done. Now they become filled with every kind of, think of America, every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They're full of envy and murder and strife, deceit and malice. They are gossips and slanders and God-haters and insolent and arrogant and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They're senseless, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Listen, and although they know God's righteous decree, the Bible says so, don't do it that those who do such things deserve death. Listen, they not only continue to do these very things, but listen to the word that's said there, but they also approve of those who practice them, okay? Amazing text, folks. I really think this is what's going on with America. If you really want to know why our country is going down the tubes and going down the tubes so fast lately... I truly believe it's right here. We are following, unfortunately, the same path that the Roman society did. And notice again what that path led to. First, they apparently turned to the Roman society to, if you will, an evolutionary mindset that said, oh, there is no God. Even though there's tons of evidence for God's existence through his creation. Okay, As we've seen before, this is the argument of intelligent design. Which logically design in something implies a designer like this watch didn't pop out of the blue It was designed by a watchmaker when you see design in anything in God's creation. It logically implies. Hey, this ain't by chance It can't be by chance. This didn't pop on the scene. Neither did the complexity of all creation pop on the scene by accident It had to come from a world maker i.e. God. Okay, that's the argument of intelligent design But just like the Roman society you turned a blind eye existence Uh, to the existence of god with your supposed wise evolutionary mindset so what did god do you guys are now becoming a bunch of fools because the evidence is all around you so god says fine you don't want me you want to believe and preach and teach that lie called evolution then he gives that society over to listen sexual impurity and they begin to degrade themselves with one another and then because they refuse to repent from that and turn around and acknowledge god you didn't listen to that judgment then what do you do he said, fine, you, what do I got to do to get your attention? He gives them over now this time to shameful lusts. And notice what he clearly says in the text there, those shameful lusts were. Homosexuality and lesbianism, right? Says it right there in the text, okay? But you still didn't want to turn around that. So then specifically, what did God do? He gave them over again. You, you, you refuse to retain the knowledge of God. You know the Bible says that those who do such things are under the judgment of God. But you now started to approve of them and so god says fine i'm going to give you over this time to a depraved mind to do what ought not to be done and that's where you see the evil and the greed and the slander and the strife and the murder and the gossip god hating people listen and is this not our society it's like they're inventing ways of doing evil right and that's what the text said okay we're inventing ways and then here's the point you get so bad so stinking wicked every single one of those characteristics Now you say you have to approve it. You have to approve this behavior. Okay, now here's my whole point, folks. This, unfortunately, is our country. This is America. Romans chapter 1, verses 18 to 32. God gives us an insight. We're doing the same thing 2,000 years later, roughly. This is America. This is what's wrong with us. This is what's happening to our nation ever since around 1960 when we brought in our evolutionary mindset and got rid of God in our schools and our courtrooms in our society this same path is happening to us we are reaping the same path of destruction we are under the wrath of God just like the Roman society is and so here's the point for you and I today whether you realize it or not folks okay pay attention this homosexual movement as mentioned here in the text that has appeared on the scenes in the last days at the final stages of destruction of a society is not just being approved by our society just like the text said would happen when you get this far and you continue to spurn god's graciousness but listen this homosexual movement is also become in the last days the ultimate excuse to silence the church and get rid of christians and the way that they're doing that is the new verbiage out there it's called a hate crime okay And here's the whole premise, listen, if you don't approve, just like the text said, of their wicked behavior, then you are hating them. And listen, you are now being considered guilty of a crime against humanity instead of a sin against God. It's exactly what the text says, it's happening today. And listen, it's not just punishable by fines, but now even jail time. And it's not just happening here in America folks, it's happening all over the world. Let's take a look at some of the new legislation that has been passed and I'm telling you it's the setup to start getting systematically rid of churches who will preach the Bible and take a stand on God's truth and any Christian who dare speaks against it. Okay, the laws have already been passed, let's
1: take a look. A new hate crimes law raises disturbing questions about freedom of speech and religion in the United States. Hello everyone, I'm George Thomas.
2: And I'm Wendy
0: Griffith. This week, U.S. President Barack Obama signed hate crimes legislation into law. Later, he hosted a reception at the White House for gay rights supporters.
1: We must stand against crimes that are meant not only to break bones, but to break spirits. Not only to inflict harm, but to instill fear.
0: THE NEW LAW expands FEDERAL HATE CRIMES LEGISLATION TO INCLUDE HOMOSEXUALS. GAY ACTIVISTS HAVE BEEN PUSHING FOR THIS FOR NEARLY A DECADE. AND DEMOCRATS ATTACH THE MEASURE TO AN UNRELATED DEFENSE SPENDING BILL. OPPONENTS ARE AFRAID THE NEW LAW THREATENS FREEDOM OF RELIGION AND SPEECH. HERE'S JENNIFER WISHON FROM WASHINGTON. DESPITE ADDED LANGUAGE MEANT TO STRENGTHEN FREE SPEECH PROTECTIONS FOR CHRISTIANS WHO PREACH BIBLICALLY HELD BELIEFS AGAINST HOMOSEXUALITY, MANY REPUBLICANS FEAR IT IS NOT ENOUGH.
1: WHATEVER LANGUAGE THEY ADDED HAS AN ESCAPE HATCH, AND uh, WE KNOW FROM THE EXPERIENCE AT THE STATE LEVEL AND AROUND THE GLOBE uh, THAT THIS REPRESENTS A REAL
0: infringement ON THE FIRST AMENDMENT, FREEDOM OF RELIGION freedom of expression of Americans. Many predict the new law could land Christians in jail. If you aid or abet or induce in the commission of a federal crime, you're guilty of that crime. And so, uh, so as the scenario goes, someone could preach a sermon out of Romans chapter one, for instance, uh, about uh, sexual practices. And if someone was inspired by malevolent intent in some way to go out and commit an act of violence, that pastor, that minister, that priest could be held liable under existing federal law. Under existing federal law, what I just, what I'm preaching on right now, Romans chapter 1, I could be removed from this pulpit and be taken to jail in America. Now here's the point, folks. This is how bad it's getting. I'm telling you, we've, we've done the slippery slope. We've been so lackadaisical. The the enemy's done a great job of getting us divided instead of united and speaking up and making a difference But it isn't just going to stop. I warn you christian It's not just going to stop with me and any pastor who speaks out against it. And what are we doing? I'm just quoting the bible That's it This is going to become a hate book According to the current uh, Legislation that's being passed out there. It's going to happen. I'm telling you against any christian Not just pastor who speaks out against this And that's because statistics say, listen, quote, fewer and fewer in the United States see homosexuality as a sin. Why? Well, here's at least one theory. Because churches today in America are no longer preaching against it. They are chicken, I'm sorry, and they will not preach God's word. And now even the churches are starting to slide. Listen to this. This is a direct quote from uh, 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 churches in America. Here's the trend. They are now, listen, they're not just accepting it, churches. Churches. Just like the text said, in the last stages of the destruction of a society. But churches are now accepting it and condoning it to this point. Listen, direct quote, in the church is saying homosexuality is a gift, not a sin. In the church today. We well, had better get motivated. It reminds you what A.W. Tozer said. He said, listen to this. He said, this version, we've been tricked and seduced. He said, this version of Christian religion... He said, it is not transforming people. Rather, it's being transformed by the people. It is not raising the moral level of society. It is descending to society's level and congratulating itself as if it scored a victory when society is actually smiling, accepting your surrender. The church isn't doing us any favor. The church is digging our own grave. Okay? Okay. And folks, it's, it's destroying our nation, exactly what the Roman society says, okay? In fact, Rob Bell, we talked about him before in the rise of apostasy. He's that guy, amongst other things, denied all kinds of cardinal truths in the scripture, one of them being held, that he doesn't believe that even exists. Okay, then why did Jesus go to the cross? But he just came out recently in the last couple of weeks. Listen, those in the church who oppose homosexual marriage are, listen, narrow Christians, and they need to repent. What did we see last week? What's the dichotomy that's being done? Take the true born-again evangelical Christian, make them out to be the bad guys, the terrorists, get rid of them, take these fake ones who will go along with the one world religion and all these agendas and elevate them. It's what's going on in our country right now. And if you don't uh, repent, they're going to make you into doing it. Listen to this, folks. Right now, churches in the UK are fearful that they are going to be, quote, forced to have to perform same-sex marriages and one guy who's opposing it he's about ready to lose his house over it Uh, another christian couple right now is being told they cannot adopt because they simply oppose homosexuality and another preacher in england has already been arrested for preaching against homosexuality saying it's a sin it's already begun listen in fact just the last few weeks with what's going on with the boy scouts have you heard that their attacks exist but listen Right now in America, there's a bill out there seeking to, quote, deny the tax-exempt status of any group, not just Boy Scouts, but churches in America who oppose gay marriage. And a report recently came out, listen, those who oppose gay marriages in America are now being considered domestic hate groups. You know, like we saw last week, if we were here, uh, uh, those, those dangerous people. Who re- those resistors, those terrorists, those fundamentalists who are ruining our peace for our society, that's us. And I'm telling you, this hate crime thing, folks, this homosexual movement has become that ultimate excuse, okay? It's destroying our nation. Once you go down this route, the Bible says it's going to destroy. Listen, and it's not just going to destroy. What did fall- it's the same path. You keep deny God, you're going to get handed over this. You don't turn over that, you're going to get handed over this. You don't want to turn around from the shameful lust. It gets dark. Right now you got a depraved mind and you start doing things that ought not to be done and that's exactly what people are warning folks once you go down this slippery slope it's following the same path Romans chapter one you think it's bad now with this hate crime issue the the approval of the homosexual behavior and things that nature you ain't seen nothing yet here's what they are warning is already starting to come down the pike it's going to get extremely dark okay one bishop is now warning that with all this ongoing redefinition of marriage with same-sex unions will soon include the idea of what's now being called non-monogamy that's called polygamy okay that's their new term non-monogamy This is the concept that says the need for marital faithfulness between a man and woman in in marriage is outdated. The new concept proposes the acceptance of multiple partners without the stigma of adultery. This is not a game, folks. It's already going to court. One court case already has alleged, and listened to their justification to go down this route, has been brought forth that claims that since same-sex marriage restrictions are being lifted, so should restrictions on multiple partner marriages what it say? Once you go down this route, you get a depraved mind. It gets worse and worse and worse and worse. Okay, but here's how worse it is. This is just, I saw this this week. Uh, a congressman right now in California wants to federalize, make it national, a state law to prohibit counseling to change a person's sexual orientation, even if the person wants it. Okay, and, and, but that's not all. Uh, they're saying if you do it, even if the person says, would you help me? They're saying this is actually dangerous and harmful to that person. But that's that's not the problem. The problem is in this bill, guys. Right now in America, it's so broad, so vague that it can include all forms of sexual orientation, including pedophilia. And it's now being termed a sexual What did the text say? Once you go down this route, it gets worse. Listen to this, folks. If pedophilia is a sexual orientation, that's what they're defining it now then that means that discrimination laws also apply now to pedophiles is where we're headed which also means that you cannot block a pedophile from being a preschool teacher or any other high-risk occupation why because that's a hate crime you think it's going to stop where it's at today they're already warning folks just like romans chapter one said is you're going to destroy your nation and it is going to get extremely dark okay folks this is exactly what our text is saying here but it gets even worse the irony of this hate crime Of this hate crime law is listen pay attention to this because we are not doing ourselves any favor by our reaction in the negative towards this okay instead of doing it god's way the irony of this hate crime law is that we true born again christians listen are not advocating any hate or violence or bodily harm to anybody who's involved in this particular behavior And can I say this from the pulpit? Shame on you if you say you are a born again Christian and you do. Knock it off. You're giving the rest of us a bad name and you're making it a whole lot easier for these guys to pass these laws. That's not how we go about it. Just like anybody else, they're involved in a particular sin, whether it be homosexuality or lying. The penalty is still the same. You need Jesus Christ as your savior. And we need to share that with people. And shame on you if you do get violent towards these people. Okay, however, lest there be any doubt folks that there really is a bigger plan in mind with the homosexual movement than just about equality of behavior, but it's more about the removal of Christians and listen, the removal of free speech here in America. Let's take a look at what their actual agenda is from their own mouth that was even in uh, the late 80s, I believe, put in the congressional record. Here's the real agenda. I'm sorry, with all due respect, if ever there was a hate crime, This has got to be it. Let's take a look.
1: This is the gay manifesto by Michael Swift, first published in gay community news, February 15th through the 21st in 1987. It is also reprinted in the congressional record. This is what it states. We shall sodomize your sons, emblems of your feeble masculinity, of your shallow dreams and vulgar lies. We shall seduce them in your schools in your dormitories, in your gymnasiums, in your locker rooms, in your sports arenas, in your seminaries, in your youth groups, in your movie theater bathrooms, in your army bunkhouses, in your truck stops, in all your male clubs, in your house of congress. Whenever men are with men together, your son shall become our minions and do our biddings. They will be recast into our image. All laws banning homosexual activity will be revoked. Instead, legislation shall be passed which engenders love between men. All homosexuals stand together as brothers. We shall triumph only when we present a common face to the vicious heterosexual enemy. If you dare to cry faggot, it states, very queer at us, We will stab you in your cowardly hearts and defile your dead, puny bodies. We will unmask the powerful homosexuals who masquerade as heterosexuals. You will be shocked and frightened when you find that your presidents and their sons, your industrialists, your senators, your mayors, your generals, your athletes, your film stars, your television personalities, your civic leaders, your priests, are not the safe, familiar, heterosexual figures you assume them to be. We are everywhere. We have infiltrated your ranks. Be careful when you speak of homosexuals because we are always among you. We may be sitting across the desk from you. We may be sleeping in the same bed with you. All churches who condemn us will be closed. Our only gods are handsome young men. For us, too much is not enough all males who insist on remaining stupidly heterosexual will be tried in homosexual courts of justice and will become invisible men. We shall rewrite history, history filled and debased with your heterosexual lies and distortions. We shall be victorious because we are filled with the ferocious bitterness of the oppressed who have been forced to play seemingly bit parts in your dumb heterosexual shows throughout the age. We, too, are capable of firing guns and manning the barricades of the ultimate revolution. Tremble, hetero swine, when we appear before you without our masks. Have you heard or read this article before? Why not?
0: Because then the real motive will be exposed. Folks, I'm sorry, with all due respect, if ever there was a hate crime, that's it. That's the irony of the situation I am not as a born-again Christian and I'm not advocating any born-again Christian do this I'm not advocating any hate any violence any bodily harm to you, but by your own words your own manifesto Okay, that's exactly what your agenda is to me and to my family and to my children and to my church and my country and We have to speak up and speak out against this movement Christian Get a backbone Or We're going to continue to incur the wrath of god and it's going to be used as the last day's tool to silence christians and to get rid of the church And the very book that we date uh base our eternal destiny on the hope of jesus christ in the On the cross Is going to become a hate book That's where we're headed But that's not all the sixth way we know we're headed for a global persecution is not only excuses already here in america Hey folks, we need to deal with the facts the execution of it is already taking place Okay, let's take a look at again The book of revelation talks about what's going to happen to the people who follow god It's not uh, very pleasant and uh, let's take a look revelation chapter 7 verses 9 13 through 14 and 16 through 17 After this I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from where? Every nation tribe people and language standing before the throne and in front of the lamb They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands And then one of the elders asked me these in white robes, who are they and where'd they come from? I answered sir, you know and he said yeah, these are they who've come out of the great tribulation Okay, they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb Never again will they hunger never again will they thirst the sun will not beat upon them nor any scorching heat why because the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd He will lead them to springs of water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes In other words, it's worth man taking a stand for Jesus Christ Even if you find yourself in the seven-year tribulation because guess what you went in the end Okay But again the folks uh, contextually the people that are being spoken about here who are being martyred during the great tribulation And being given these white robes are the people who got saved unfortunately after the rapture And again as we saw last week the lesson is you should have gotten saved Before the rapture but now the bible says you're going to pay with it for a price And that price is you are going to be martyred you are going to be killed all over the world And that's what the text says where did these people come from was it just one section of the planet No, it says it right there. It says from every nation. That's the whole planet. Every tribe, people, and language, right? And so logically for you and I here today, that would include the United States of America, wouldn't it? If the Bible's true, it has to. And it is. And so the question is, do you and I see any signs of this global persecution, even here in America, where it's gotten even to the point now where people don't just want to, uh, uh, just don't like us and want to shut us up, but they actually want to kill us and get rid of us? Yes, folks, it's already begun here in America. You put all these things we've seen the last couple of weeks together. Folks, it's not by chance. It's a, it's a plan. We saw the propaganda making us to be the bad evil guys. We saw the plans of how they're going to do it. We've seen the excuse, the ultimate excuse now. We've got to get rid of these people, right? Okay, it's all happening right now in America. Let's take a look, folks, at the persecution that's already begun here in America. We need to get ready let's take a look at just a few examples out there okay in recent decades the bible and prayer and the 10 commandments were taken out of our schools and our courtrooms etc etc right well gee was that good no once you make that attack just like romans 1 warns, you start going down the hill really quick and then the u.s supreme court ordered the end of school sponsored religious activities such as prayer during morning announcements or prayers. period as if jesus name has become a cuss word okay as if it's bad It gets worse. Lawyers are now asking that the Bible be placed on the list of books considered dangerous for children. Okay? It's happening in our country. Requests have been made, we know this, about the Pledge of Allegiance to be removed. Why? Just because it mentions God. That's exactly, folks, where we're headed. The sharing of the gospel, listen, is now being equated as a form of mental manipulation. Mental manipulation. As if you're doing some psychological aberration harm to somebody by sharing the love of Jesus Christ. In our country, this is how bad it is. The ACLU put pressure on a town to remove its fish symbol from its official logo, calling a secret sign of Christianity. You know, like a swastika, swastika or something. What? That's how bad it's getting. Uh, tourists uh, visiting Washington D.C. were ordered by police to stop praying at the rotunda of the U.S. Capitol. Just wanted to pray. Arizona children were told they could not pray in the su- uh, uh, Supreme Court building. Uh, a minister was arrested for praying on the uh, steps of the Supreme Court. You might think that maybe our government is in rebellion against God. You can't even pray. Okay, let's continue on. Texas public school curriculum right now, it's called C-Scope if you want to check it out, is teaching students to not only design a socialist flag, this is part of their curriculum, but also they're teaching that curriculum that Christianity is a cult. In America, right now, in Texas. Which explains why a a professor recently in Florida made his students stomp on a piece of paper with the word Jesus written on it. What if he did that with... Muhammad. But it's okay with Jesus? That's our own country, folks. A chaplain was fired for speaking in the name of Jesus. A police chaplain are being told to stop praying in the name of Jesus. A North Carolina pastor was fired as the honorary chaplain of the state house of representatives after he closed in prayer in the name of Jesus. What's he supposed to do? That's his job. But he was fired for that. A North Carolina court ruled that, oh, by the way, Jesus' prayers can be banned in America. North Carolina school ordered a child to remove God from their poem. Ordered in school okay a teacher is facing suspension for just sharing a bible verse as if again it's something evil a graduate student in georgia was given the choice to give up her christian beliefs or be expelled from the graduate program interesting a new mexico court of appeal says that states can require christians to violate their faith in america vanderbilt university says a christian club listen cannot require leaders to be devout christians discrimination let me just insert here you guys heard me say this for several weeks this is the price we pay here's your stinger ouch a little spanky wanky from god this is the price we pay even here in america as a church for being distracted and lazy we've allowed this to happen because we refuse to speak out and maybe there's a fear factor there too okay we need to get a backbone Gideon bibles are starting to be removed now from hotels we're starting to replace them Uh, A Texas woman was forced to cover up her t-shirt that said, vote the Bible. A pastor was sentenced to two years in prison for teaching from the pulpit that parents should spank their children. That was in Wisconsin, I believe. Two years in prison for that. It's happening right now. A group called Military Bibles, listen, as a threat to our national security by giving a Bible out to our military Uh, folks okay senior citizens are not allowed to pray for their meals at a particular nursing home right now in america a christian was recently fined and sentenced to 60 days in jail for holding a home bible study on his own property in arizona arizona check it out yourself folks another pastor in california was jailed for exercising a peaceful pro-life speech Uh, a police were listen to this one Police were called to a middle school in Lexington, Kentucky to stop eighth graders from praying during their lunch break for a student whose mother was tragically killed. They actually called the police in to stop them from praying for that family. As if we're doing something bad. Uh, A homeschool mom in New Hampshire was ordered to stop homeschooling her daughter because the little girl, quote, reflected too strongly her mother's Christian faith. You're supposed to train a child up in the way she should go. But see, that might be mental manipulation. This is where we're at, folks. A pastor in Kansas, listen to this one, was convicted and fined for passing out Bibles to so, and he was done so by so-called fellow Christians. Listen to this quote from the pastor in Kansas. This is where I grew up in the Bible. Belt. The arresting officer said he was a Christian. The court judge said he was a Christian. The prosecutor said he was a Christian. The city attorney said he was a Christian. And four of the six jurors said they were Christian and yet they convicted me for handing out free Bibles. What word did you see last week? Take the real Christian, the true Christian, the evangelical fundamental Christian, make them out to be the bad guys, the terrorists, get rid of them. Take these fake guys, elevate them, and they'll continue on with a one world religion. You might find that the person sitting next to you in the pew will be the end of you in the last days. It's already taking place. Hey, that rhyme, that's cool. Uh, One person said this, it is illegal in the United States public schools to read the Bible, but many states require that a Bible is provided for every convict in jail. So hey, if the children can't read the Bible in school, they'll be able to read it when they get to prison huh and that's why one guy said this i love this dichotomy hey why is this okay for hundreds of muslims to openly pray in the streets and that's allowed but people mock and make fun of this guy for honoring jesus christ at a football game what's happening folks this is how twisted our society has become, But that's not all Christians are all being persecuted just like the text says they're also going to be killed all around the planet even America Reverend Fred Renner's was murdered while he was pre- preaching his pulpit in Marysville, uh, Illinois Pro-life activist Jim Polion was murdered in front of his granddaughter's high school for showing the truth about abortion And recently two street preachers were killed in the United States I believe this was Florida and a religious uh, liberty group warned quote anti-christian hostility is getting increasingly deadly in the United States After two street preachers were shot and killed simply because a teenager opposed their message quote the increasing Demonization of Christians in our culture makes it some feel that it's open season on Christians Gary Cass of the Christian anti-defamation Commission complained about a lack of interest in national media quote as of today there are no national news Organizations reporting this vicious murder of two innocent Christian men why? And listen to what he says. Hey, if two Muslims or two feminists or two homosexuals were murdered, wouldn't the media be all over it? These were two fine young Christian men shot by another man for their Christian faith and yet the media doesn't even seem to care. Why? Well, maybe it's because you got an agenda that the Bible warned us 2,000 years ago that there's actually gonna come a point when the whole planet is wanting to get rid of Christians and God's people over the whole world, over every nation, tribe, language, even America. Folks, what, what more has God got to do to get our attention? I, I got a family. I got two little crumb snatchers and two cool wiener dogs, man. I wish this wasn't happening. I love it here. I, I love what God's doing. This is awesome. It's a great time to be alive. But I'm telling you, this is not a game. And we have lost the liberty, if ever there was a time when we had the liberty to do this, to be lazy, to be apathetic. We have got to get motivated. How many morning signs does God have to give us? okay. The Bible is clear. Jesus said when these things begin to take place, you need to stand up your heads because your redemption draws near. Jesus Christ is coming back to get his bride. But let's not get there empty-handed. Let's not be apathetic. You're just gonna roll over and let all this take place? Are you kidding me? Retreat has never been an option. Number one, if you're here today and you're not a Christian, I beg you, please, heed these signs from God. Heed these warnings from God. Give your life to Jesus Christ now because tomorrow might be too late. Yes, you might have to suffer even here in America for being a Christian, but it's a whole lot better than suffering forever in hell for rejecting Jesus Christ. Don't miss the rapture and don't get duped. But again, I want to encourage you guys, believe it or not, as a Christian, I hope you don't get discouraged by what we've been studying the last six weeks. I hope it does what I think the Bible intends for it to do. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, chapter one, that blessed is he who hears, who reads, and who takes to heart. Bible prophecy. And one of the great things about Bible prophecy is it encourages and reminds us that we're not saved for this planet. This one's the messed up version. Jesus Christ is coming back. It's gonna be awesome. Two, it should get us motivated. It should get us excited. Why? Because the Bible's clear. Church history has demonstrated that when persecution hits the church, it's an awesome thing for the church. Why? Because it cleans up the church. The chaff is gone. Those people who might have to take a bowl for Jesus, they're out of here, the fake ones. The sheep and the goats, the wheats and the tares. They're out of here. And so guess what's left in the church? Those people who really love Jesus. And you talk about, that's when the Spirit of God begins to move. Okay, but it also teaches us to never give up hope. J. Vern McGee, he always had this saying, he says, God is still on the throne. Right? Right? It's like he read his Bible or something. as long as God's on the throne, guess what? There's always hope. We just have to keep moving forward. Retreat is not an option. We have to speak out. I don't care what the odds are. We have to at least have the same similar backbone that our founding fathers in America had. See, we, we are under this misnomer that it's American Revolution, guys, that, that, that there was just massive support of the American people. Are you kidding me? Check out these statistics. Listen to what our founding fathers were up against. During the Revolutionary War, only 3% of the people actually fought against Great Britain. Ninety-seven percent said, "I don't want nothing to do with it." Okay, uh, only ten percent of the citizens actually supported that three percent, and, and approximately twenty percent considered themselves to be on the side of the revolution, but they didn't do anything. Oh yeah, we're with you. Yeah, that's right, preacher, preacher. What's for lunch? <laughs> American Revolution. Same thing as today, folks. It's being repeated. We got a challenge before us, okay? But it's not without hope. Towards the climatic end of the war, approximately 30% actually fought on the side of the British. An old stat, it might be more today 33% of people who say that they're born again Christians say homosexuality is okay. 30% of the people our founding fathers had to deal with actually went AWOL and fought against them, okay? But listen. The rest of the citizens had no disposition either way. This is the rest of us today. They didn't care. They didn't want anything to do with what was deemed to be a political issue. And that's exactly today. But here's my point, guess what? Man, those are some rotten odds. (laughs) right? But what happened, they won. They whooped the pants off the biggest power on the planet. Why, because our founding fathers had a motto that they believed in and they believed that God would honor and that is this, no king but King Jesus. That was the motto of their founding fathers and it is that statement and belief we have to get back to if we're going to see our country turn around again as america we have to get back to that no king but king jesus we have listened we've got to stop compromising with a globalist we've got to stop flirting with a mormon and we've got to take a stand on god's principles if we're going to see the same results today god is still on the throne it's not too late just ask the president of uganda he repented for the sins of his nation it could happen again today folks let's take a look president Yoweri Museveni celebrated uganda's 50th anniversary recently and independence from britain at the national jubilee prayers and he publicly repented of his own personal sins and the sins of the nation this really happened he said quote i stand here today and close the evil past and especially the last 50 years of our national leadership history and at the threshold of a new dispensation in the life of this nation. I stand here on my own behalf and on the behalf of my predecessors and repent. We ask you God for your forgiveness. We confess these sins which have greatly hampered our national cohesion and delayed our political, social and economic transformation. We confess the sins of idolatry and witchcraft which are rampant in our land. We confess the sins of shedding innocent blood, sins of political hypocrisy and dishonesty, intrigue and betrayal. Forgive us God, the sins of pride and tribalism and sectarianism, sins of laziness and indifference and irresponsibility, sins of corruption and bribery that have eroded our national resources. Sins of sexual immorality and they do mean homosexuality because they pass laws against it unless... Many countries around the world drunkenness and debauchery sins of unforgiveness and bitterness and hatred and revenge sins of injustice and oppression and exploitation sins of rebellion insubordination strife and conflict listen and then he closed by saying God we want to dedicate this nation to you so that you will be our God and our guide we want Uganda to be known as a nation that fears God as a nation whose foundations are firmly rooted in righteousness and justice to fulfill what the Bible says in Psalm 33 12 blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and a people you have chosen for your own oh please that we would have a president like that today in America it can happen you just saw in our lifetime recently one president of a nation and it actually happened I know we're in the last days And I know it's going to get uglier, the Bible says, before it gets better, before Jesus comes back. But wouldn't it be cool, we've talked about this before, if God had just one true, genuine national revival for America up his sleeve? Wouldn't that be awesome? It's never going to happen, folks, if we get pessimistic. It's never going to happen if we roll over and get apathetic. Because it's clear when a country, when a church gets their heart right with God, when the chaff gets removed and the church and the country starts to unite and believe and pray, that's when miracles of that scale begin to take place. God is still on the throne and he could do it today. We have got to trust God. We have got to unite. We have got to believe God. We have got to pray. That's when the captives are set free. Not only individually, but nationally. Let's come together as the church and set America free by the Spirit of God. There's always hope. Just ask Alexander. We'll close in prayer after this. This is cool.
2: not just for days, but for weeks, months, years. You cannot get rid of it. And the other continual feeling is the constant cold, terrible cold. Sometimes I felt as if my blood circulation was slowing down. I was personally amazed at the power of endurance because, by all accounts, I should have become seriously ill and died a long time ago. was thrown into a cell with a broken window. The KGB was determined to do an experiment and freeze me. Later, they would say, he broke the window in his cell and died of cold. I felt despair. I thought to myself, has God really left me? Am I really forgotten and neglected? Have my years of suffering been in vain? And in my despair, I began to pray. I usually pray silently, but this time I started to appeal to God out loud. God, have you left me? My cries were bursting from a heart, literally, in utter despair. One night, I had a dream. In my dream, I was told to pray for Alexander. I had no idea who Alexander was. But I told my church, and we began to pray for him. And right then, I suddenly felt a palpable physical warmth. Not the kind that comes from a heater, but like when a mother draws her freezing child to her breast and warms him with her tearful breath of compassion. It was a very living, human warmth. It penetrates you as if piercing you to the heart And inside your heart, a spring opens up, out of which flows peace. A wonderful, magnificent, soothing peace. I felt a very loving, brotherly touch. Someone's caring hand touching my shoulder. I actually felt it. And his gesture represented the words You are not alone, you are not abandoned, we are with you, we are sharing your suffering. This warmth was the energy God gave me to feel, physically the heat of prayer with my own skin, my own being. As if the prayers converted the energy of love into the energy of warmth. In the morning, it was a shock to my executioners. They couldn't understand. I wasn't simply alive, but my temperature was the same as that of a normal person. I heard the doctor explaining to my executioners in the corridor. This is impossible. We can't explain it. About six months later, we received a letter from open doors to pray for Alexander and we finally found out who this Alexander was. We had been praying for six months without knowing anything about him. Alexander had started a Christian movement that spread across the Soviet Union. For this crime against the state, he was imprisoned to a labor camp in northern Siberia, the death sentence zone. It so happened that many people began praying for me. Exactly when they released me. Prayer opened the prison doors and, as the gospel affirms, set the captives free.
0: And so out of love and mercy, God gave us something called his law or the Ten Commandments. It's kind of like his x-ray into our heart to show us what he already knows, that he is holy and that we are not. And it's this unholiness or sin that separates us from him. Let's take a look at God's x-ray, if you will, his divine law to show us what he already knows. The Ten Commandments, uh, the ninth one says this, you shall not bear false witness. Okay, that's called lying. Okay, and if you've ever told a lie once, which we all have, myself included, the Bible says that makes you a liar. Okay, the the another commandment says you shall not steal. Okay, uh, and you might think, well, that's something that everybody does. Well, it doesn't make it right, and it demonstrates what God is trying to show us that uh, we all have sin, and it's separating us from Him. Even if you took a pencil in the third grade from somebody, if you did it without permission, that's stealing. And so now you've become a thief. The Bible says that you shall not use the Lord's name in vain. And how interesting it is and unfortunate that the only name under heaven by which men might be saved, the name Jesus Christ, has now become a common cuss word. The Bible says that God is so holy that even his name is holy. If you've taken the Lord's name in vain, And used it as a cuss word or even flippantly. The Bible calls that the sin of blasphemy. And so now you become a blasphemer. The Bible says you shall not commit adultery. And Jesus says if you even look at another person with lust in your eye. You've committed adultery in your heart. And finally the Bible says uh, you shall not murder. And you might think well hey I haven't done that one. Really? Well again the Bible says that the sin of hatred is the same as the sin of murder the only difference is you pulled the trigger if you will in your heart you wish they were dead and in god's eyes it's the same thing in principle folks that's only just a couple of the ten commandments we didn't even go through all of them but i think you're starting to get the picture the bible is correct we have all fallen short of the glory of god myself included and that we are separated from god as a result and so when our time comes we're not automatically going to heaven We are headed for judgment. We are headed for hell. Now let me tell you the good news. The good news is that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to save us. Jesus Christ died on the cross. It was the death penalty of its day. He paid in full uh, the price for our sins to be forgiven. Let me give you an analogy. For instance, even today, we could see that a person could commit a crime. Uh, they, they cannot reverse it. The, the sentence has been passed. The judge has uh, slammed his gavel, and they are ushered off into their jail cell. And in this particular crime, they are going to receive the death penalty. And so they're behind bars, just waiting for the time, waiting for the call for them to go and uh, receive the death penalty. But believe it or not, as we know, there is a way that a person can get off a death row.